We have conversations about their upbringing, like how were you raised? How were finances managed in your household? There's individuals, hey, this is where my current situation is. And I always think that this is how my mother or father handled things. I don't want to continue that cycle. So I work with them to try to break that cycle. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMC podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1600 episodes at the beginning of this year. And we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CV Nation Architects those that are looking to level up their organizations. And this month, we are focusing on knowing thy numbers. I could hear the phrases from Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. And if you understand or don't understand exactly what numbers is, think finance, economics, accounting, capital, investment, funding, bootstrapping, anything that's around numbers. So we have to understand how important it is to know your numbers and how important that is for you to forecast, make decisions, and to be able to truly strategize around your business and do that successfully. So things are going to be a little bit different, obviously, this month. So look for CEO hacks and CEO nuggets and interviews that focus around this. But more than everything else, make sure that you know your numbers because they're extremely important to the life of business. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Annette Harris of Harris Financial Coaching. Annette, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you on as well and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Annette so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Annette is a certified financial fitness coach. She has been a noteworthy leader leader in the financial and human resource industry for over 13 years. And she is a U.S. Army veteran. Thank you for your service and the founder of Harris Financial Coaching. She volunteers with local and nonprofit, national nonprofit organizations to help enhance the community's financial literacy. Annette, great to have you on the show. Love everything that you're doing. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Let's get it started then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Absolutely. So I got started. So about two years ago, I worked to get my family debt free, paid off a mortgage in eight and a half years, had our vehicles paid off, furniture, everything was done. So we had no debt. So after that, I had a little bit of time on my hands with finishing my education. And my husband was like, Annette, you really should start a business. Think about what you want to do to like give back to the community. So did a little soul searching, trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? What am I good at? And finances has been my passion since I was a teenager. 18 years old, my mother was like, Annette, you need to enroll in this personal finance course. And I just fell in love with it since then. So I started, again, did a little soul searching. I was like, you know what? I think I want to teach people about finances and teach them my story as an African-American female who became debt free and show them how they can do it too and how they can understand their finances. 
So what I did was I actually talked to a mentor of mine and I told him what I wanted to do with my business. And he was like, Annette, you need to do it. Like you've already lived this truth and you can be seen as a figure that other black females can look up to. And we had that conversation one night. The next day I was registering my business. (laughs) Nice. I absolutely love that. And I especially love, I'm such a big believer in that so many times, the thing that is our passion, our gift, the thing that we set our soul on fire, for lack of a better term, sometimes we often will get that like when we're very, very young and you have that opportunity to just run with it. So I love hearing the personal financial class that you took and then just how you took the baton and started running from there. Absolutely. It came full circle with my personal business and also in my career as well. Because like you said, I work in human resources. So it's like I'm constantly talking to employees about their benefits, their pay, things like that. So it's like I've always been in a profession of service and I was I just want to continue that path. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not sure how much those conversations go into finances, but it's like the elephant in the room. I feel like a lot of times where it's something that kind of is a filter or is influencing everything, but sometimes it may not be that conversation. So I I just love everything that you're doing because first of all, it creates, I think sometimes a narrative you don't always hear about being able to pay off debt and do those things and you accomplish things. It it makes it real. And I think when you can hear somebody's story, not only does it make it real, but it also makes it tangible that you can also do the same. Absolutely. And the conversations go into finances all the time. (laughs) I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> retirees with just the conversations I have with people when I'm filing their taxes. I do that for volunteering. It's just always about them saying, I didn't realize that. Or I'm glad you said that. It's like that light bulb went off when we had those, have these conversations. Yeah. And that's why it's so important. And I love that just because, again, like when you have your gifts, you have the thing that you're really excellent as your craft. So many times you can approach it and sharpen your craft in, in so many different ways and having so many different conversations. So I love that you've been able to do that. Awesome. Perfect. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're working with your clients. Could you take us through what that looks like and how you're serving the clients you work with? Yeah. So I work with clients. We, we, we have conversations. I say I provide coaching services, but it's having those conversations with them. Um, so clients reach out to me. We do a consultation together, see how we can fit together with each other and their goals. So some of them say, hey, I just want you to work on my budget. Tell me how to pay my bills. That's not what I do. (laughs) I help you (laughs) set those goals. We set up these meetings, touch points, whether or not they're weekly, semi-monthly or monthly meetings. And we define what their goals are for them in their life, what they're currently struggling with so that we can address those issues. And some some people may not be struggling. They're just like, hey, I just want to manage my finances better. I want to plan for retirement for me, plan for my children's education in the future. So we have these monthly check-ins on like, how can you start planning for that? And then we also, I also work with clients for their resumes. So that's taking a little bit of my HR expertise and recruitment and work with them on building their LinkedIn profiles and their resumes. So that kind of comes into financial coaching because it helps them. I provide them with that career guidance on how to get them to that next level in their life and with their finances. What do you need to do to earn more money? It's not always a side hustle. It's what can you do professionally? Do you need more education? Do you need a tune up on your resume just to get you to that next level so you can achieve those goals? 
Nice. I, I love that. And again, thinking full circle, like we, we were talking about how finances go into different aspects of your life. And sometimes you didn't even put two, I didn't at least put two of it together <laughs> that your finances in your career and, and you understand it when you say it, but sometimes you're like, okay, if I want to retire by this amount and saying, okay, maybe I need to have this increase in pay. You don't think about some of those things, but I love how you seem to have for lack of a better term, a holistic look at how finances can influence and what things need to be talked about or, or at least have space to, to discuss. Yes, absolutely. And another thing is I work with clients on weighing those options. What does that look like? You said you want to go to another career. You want to make more money. But what are you currently making right now at your current job? How satisfied are you with that current job? Do you want to travel a little bit further? You're stuck in traffic for an hour, but your current job is 20 minutes away from your house. How much are you spending on gas and that time away from your family? So it's making those life choices as in in addition to the financial changes that you want to make as well. Yeah, and I can see why it's definitely a lot more than saying, hey, can you just balance my checkbook? Because I think when we make those decisions, it's so much that's involved. Like you said, it's not just a career. It's sometimes a different route to work a different amount of time, less time maybe with your family. Just considering all those things is so important when we're ultimately making that decision or taking that step or even saying, what can we do to get to where we want to be? Absolutely. And again, that's why we have multiple conversations because we have that initial one and that light bulb goes off and they're like, you know what? I need to think about that. Let's come back. When we come back to our next meeting, let's revisit like what soul searching did you do or what conversations did you have, you know, with your friends, with yourself, with your spouse or even with your children. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it almost makes me wonder, and this might even be part of your secret sauce, the thing you feel sets you apart and makes you unique. But I almost feel as if I wonder how many times these conversations are maybe not had, maybe people aren't even considering that. So for one, I feel like you have this ability to, of course, hold that space so that those conversations actually happen, of course. But two, I feel like the words you use, and I definitely as well, too, is the word holistic, where you're not just having those conversations, but you're having them holistically to, to look at the whole human and how finances can impact that. Do you feel like that's part of your secret sauce is something that you've been able to do? I think it is a part of it. Yeah, just again, having them take a look at their life in general, not just going forward or where they're currently at, but also like your past. We have conversations about their upbringing, like how were you raised? How were finances managed in your household? There's individuals, hey, this is where my current situation is. And I always think back, this is how my mother or father handled things. I don't want to continue that cycle. So I work with them to try to break that cycle and also be open to having those conversations. I I know for me and a lot of the individuals I talk to, it's a lot of African-American females and they say, Annette, I didn't have these conversations growing up. I feel really comfortable talking to you about this, whereas, and that's part of my secret sauce, (laughs) because there aren't a lot of Black females that are out here talking about finances. And a lot of, there's not a lot of financial coaches that are military veterans as well. A lot of financial coaches try to go get that training, but it's, The military system is very complex when you're working with the VA, disabled veterans, things like that, where you aren't as comfortable talking to a financial coach that doesn't have that experience. Or if you are a black female talking to someone who's a different race, there are some that will reach out, but they're like, they just don't know my story or my background demographically. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, again, why I think it's so powerful, your story and what you've been able to accomplish. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit. 
and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So my CEO hack is that I love collaborating with other people in my space, other coaches. I reach out on a weekly basis to other coaches, whether or not it's fitness, whether or not it's wellness, they're recruiting military veterans who have their own small business. I'm just constantly trying to build my network and our tribe together and see how Like I said, it's a holistic view of how everything plays together. So I create blog posts with other coaches. I attend business events with them. So with that, what that does for me is it helps me span my network so that I can reach more clients, not even just clients, because I do a lot of volunteering as well, just reaching more members of the community. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine or potentially your favorite client. I would say to continue learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I am always trying to gain different certifications. And with trying to gain those certifications, you have to do your research in order to build your credibility. I have also gone to school from 2003 until 2021, getting different degrees. So you name it, from religion to IT to business finance to human resources, I have degrees in all of those subjects and even more. Like I could go on, but it's just me wanting to learn more and be able to just be as educated as possible in the profession that I'm currently in. And it also has fed over into my business. Yeah, I think there's much to be said about setting a goal and actually accomplishing it no matter what it is. So what would you consider to be my abs- the answer to my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO? We're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on the show saying that what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO to me means freedom. Freedom to be creative in my own right. Working for an employer, there are certain things that you can or cannot do. But being a CEO, you can be as creative as possible and just achieve the dreams that you have set for yourself. It's also, in addition to like freedom of being creative, it's freedom to be able to reach out who you want reach out to who you want to reach out to. You can market your services to basically any demographic that you want to, any group of people. It's just, it's you're able to be a contributor to society on a larger scale as opposed to working for an employer or things like that. So I just want to impact lives. So, and I'm able to do that through my business and through my volunteering. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I appreciate your time in that. And of course, I appreciate all the awesome things that you're doing. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find out about your blog and all the awesome things that you're working on. Absolutely. So again, if people want to reach out to me, they can reach out to my website. It's harriswealthcoach.com. And that's my main site where I provide the resume services, LinkedIn services, and financial coaching services. One thing we didn't talk about is I also do group coaching as well. So I am open to that. It's small groups of five, things like that. Just to have those conversations and it helps people become more comfortable with talking about finances when they see what others are going through. And then my blog is totally separate. That's harriscashcoach.com. 
And again, that it, it, the conversations there range from personal finances, health, wellness, travel, things like that, because I love to travel. But I am on all social media at Harris Cash Coach. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it even easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can reach out to you. I hope you have a great rest of the day. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.